On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. How's it going, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another edition of the draft series of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek Larger. Joining me, as always, is your other co-host, Cody Felger. Cody, how are you today? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm excited for this look at the defensive line room. I'm pumped, man. How are you? Um, not too bad, man. And you said it. We're talking about the defensive line room today. I think we got about 12 different names here. So uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of different options uh, at, at edge rusher and at guys when it comes to the defensive tackle position. Again, we're not talking about some of the the high-end guys like Chase Young and Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw, those kinds of guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the rest of these guys who can find their way into the second or third round because you know Colts fans have been talking a lot about a potential edge rusher if we don't decide to go after anyone else. and uh, So it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody, I think you got the first one here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start us? Yeah, for sure. And before I do, it's interesting because who knows what Chris Ballard is going to do. He could, I feel like he could address the, address the defensive tackle position as well. I mean, yep. Chris Ballard loves the defensive line and offensive line. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he did that. But yeah, moving on to the first guy here. Uh, we have Jonathan Grenard from Florida. Uh, he's an edge rusher. He's 6'3", 263, arm length of 34 and a half, nine inch hands. He had a 40 time of 4.87. Uh, he's probably going to go uh, either for late first round or maybe even a day two type of guy. Um, he was a guy that had a solid senior bowl. Uh, and especially looking at, you know, if if we say the wide receivers, there's a good class for wide receivers, then I would say it's not particularly a great class for edge rushers, defensive end guys. Uh, but Grenard is not one of those. He, he's a very quick and twitchy type of edge guy. Um, which we know is kind of fits the mold to what Chris Ballard is looking for. You know, when he drafted Kamoko Turi, Ben Banigou, kind of in that same mold. He's a guy that's very smart. He adds some pass rushing help, especially as it's looking right now, Jabal Sheard has not been re-signed. So you have an opening there. We know Kamoko Turi is coming off a, a serious injury which forced him to miss the rest of the year. And you don't know a whole lot about Ben Banigou yet. I mean, he still hasn't proved that he can be an all-down player for you. And so, you know, insert Grenard here. He's a guy that um, he has a good repertoire of moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has some natural pass rush ability. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in 2019, he had nine and a half sacks. He had 50 tackles. He forced three fumbles. He actually had one interception, which is interesting. Um, and, you, you know, besides that Georgia game, when Andrew Thomas, one of the better offensive tackles, and Georgia, they really held Grenard and, and the Florida defensive line in check. Um, and another knock on him is also just some injuries that he's had. And, uh, you know, maybe some people could think that his medical evaluation could even hurt his draft stock. 
So he could slide to that second round somewhere. You know, the Colts have two second round picks. And I would not definitely not rule out, like you mentioned, Derek, especially the edge rusher, because the Colts did not address that in free agency. In fact, they lost a piece, lost a piece. Um, if you count Jabal Sheard, um, and, you know, they could still resign him. It's not completely off the books here, but as it stands right now, it seems like the Colts are moving on from Sheard. And uh, Grenard's a guy that, you know, mentioning, talking about some of the injuries, 2018, he missed the entire season with an injury. Uh, but in 2017, he was very productive. He actually transferred to Florida from Louisville, and he had seven sacks, 48 tackles, and a pass broken up. So this is a guy, yeah, like I mentioned, could probably go anywhere from round late round one to even maybe round three, depending on how his medical checks out. But Grenard's the type of player that I think would be a guy that Chris Bell would potentially be interested in and kind of filling that role, get adding more pass rush. We know they, they added a lot of pass rush when they traded 13 for DeForest Buckner. Now adding more pass rush and more, giving more juice to your defensive ends, especially because Justin Houston is now, you know, over 30 and just getting some young guys in there to keep on bringing the pass rush. Because at times last year, you know, I think the Colts have gotten better. Justin Houston will do that. And we think they're going to even be better now with signing those two 49ers defensive linemen. But you can never, you know, you can never stop adding more pass rushers. And Grenard's a guy that I think could potentially be there. For the Colts, whether you know whether they decide to trade down, maybe I know there's been a lot of scenarios where they trade down, maybe try to nab him there late second round or even third round. But Derek, what are your what's your take here on Grenard? Yeah, so let's kind of explain some of the reasons why he may not uh, may not be a first rounder, a late first rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about that forty time four eight seven, not very good. For yeah. uh, for a defensive end, especially an edge rusher of a caliber of a Grenard, very interesting there. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, the injuries—it's it, something that you have to really take into consideration. I mean, his injury history is not as bad as some other guys that have come out of college, but it is certainly there. So you have to be careful of that. Um, I can't remember. I believe that was also a uh, a groin injury, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, when, the, when you injure groin, a lot of times that can be a lingering thing for a long time. So you, you never know when it comes to that. But let's just look at the intangibles again. A 6'3", 263 pounds, 34 and a half inch arms. That is really long arms. It explains why he's able to get a good pass rush a lot of times because he's got some long, long arms. Um, you mentioned that he's got some great uh, abilities just as a pure pass rusher. He's got some good moves, um, and the numbers speak for themselves. He's a very versatile edge rusher, so obviously the speed is a little bit of a concern, but when you just look at the size of him, especially the arms and the ability to just shred blocks, uh, it really does really make sense for Grenard to be a potential second round, or, or potentially early second round I mean, ultimately, why some people were thinking he could go in the first round is mainly because the, the the edge rushers in this draft are not necessarily great this year. They're mm-hmm. not. There's not many of them. Not many super high evaluated ones. You got Chase Young, obviously, but then when most people don't have the next edge rusher being taken until late in the first round anyway, with AJ Epinesa and Guter Gross Matos, so. You got all these different edge rushers that, you know, you got the number one guy and then the others are like a a tier below him. So 
you know, does Grenard fit in that B tier uh, defensive edge rushers? That's up for GMs to decide, but he certainly has the intangibles to look the part there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to move on to Terrell Lewis, a 6.5, 262-pound edge rusher, uh, 40-time of around a 4.7, a guy that is projected to be in the same region as Grenard, a one a late first to a third rounder. In 2019, Lewis had 31 tackles, six sacks, and two passes battled down. He's a really good dynamic edge rusher. He's got good speed, really got good power, and obviously with being 6'5", he's got length. Uh, he's got some good moves. Um, he had a actually a decent senior bowl. I think they said early on he was actually turning some heads. Um, it, his medical history, just like Grenard, has you wondering about some about his future. Uh, it, it again, if you want to look past that then that's what you got. But I mean, it was a torn ACL. Um, Things can happen. And obviously that's not stopped every player from doing it before, but he he's a really impressive player. He's got great build. Um, He's got great upside. I mean, when you got a guy that's six, five, 262 pounds, it's almost the same size as a chase young, just not as athletic as chase young, obviously, but practically the same size and he, he definitely has power. He part of that Alabama defense for sure that just performs every year. Um, Terrell Lewis is another guy that, you know, is falling with the uh, potential for injury, but his upside definitely is a good one. What do you think, Cody, of Terrell Lewis? Yeah, you mentioned it. You know, he's he's got a good size. He's got good power. He's a guy, it's just interesting, these last two guys we've looked at, you know, I feel like they could be even higher draft picks if it wasn't for that injury history. But, you know, he's a guy that I think has good technique as well with the pair with that length, and that's really good. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he's, he's a guy that's very flexible, I think, given his frame. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he's he has he's such a large guy in terms of just the frame he has that, like, it gives him the ability to have a higher tackle radius than maybe some of the other guys uh, he's a guy that, you know, a lot of the stuff is just, you know, like you mentioned, the durability. That's just the biggest concern with him. And just because of that durability, you could even question, maybe he doesn't fully understand everything that he needs to understand just because he has, hasn't, hasn't had enough live reps. But he's a guy that has tremendous length. We know Chris Ballard loves length about in every position. Uh, so he's a guy that has tremendous upside. He's a guy that's, you know, just got to refine some of those things. Uh, maybe get a little bit better at tackling because he has the ability to be a very good tackler. Uh, just continue to do that. Um, and also just, a, you know, a little bit better at run defending. I noticed sometimes last year he was a guy that kind of could get caught up by some of those uh, tight ends, get kind of blocked up by those tight ends. But he's a guy that I think he's very mobile. He has very good lateral quickness. And he's a guy that, you know, continue if he can continue to develop his craft, he can get into a good defensive system. You know, and if you pair him alongside Justin Houston, Kamoko Ture, Ben Banigou, he can learn a lot and he can get some of those more raw things in him um, kind of figured out. And the good thing is he doesn't have to start right away. Not at all. He's a guy that he can kind of do what what Ben Banigou did last year even. You know, a guy that can kind of sit behind, kind of come in in certain pass rush situations and just continue to develop his game. But uh, he's a guy that's going to have to – figure out more of his pass rush counters. That's going to, that's a knock on him. 
Um, you know, just, just figuring out, okay, if this guy's ready for that move, what's my next move, you know, just developing his craft overall. But overall, man, I like Terrell Lewis, um, especially later, later first, uh, or, or second round, probably, you know, for the Colts there. Um, so I like Terrell Lewis a lot simply for his upside in terms of size, flexibility, athletic ability. Uh, he, he definitely seems like he's a, he's a, he's a Ballard type of guy. Okay. Moving on now. To the next guy on our list, um, we have Bradley and Nay. He's 6'3", 257 pounds, arm length of 31.88 inches, 9.5 inch hands, 40 time 4.93. Um, he's a guy that in 2019, he really uh, was terrorizing the quarterback. He had 13 sacks, 41 tackles, a forced fumble, um, and he had a really good week at practice at the Senior Bowl. Um, but he looked at that 40 time, not good um, at all. Uh, very slow 40 time that really hurt him. But you even look last year um, against, you look at that Washington game, right? Against left tackle Trey Adams. Uh, Ane was, it was an interesting game for him because in the first half he was kind of dominated. Uh, but then he used his speed, which is funny enough, to burn Trey Adams a lot of times, get a lot of pressures. He got a sack in the second half. Uh, he was a very productive player in college. Um, but, you know, one knock on him could be his skill set limitations. He's a little bit undersized. Uh, he, he doesn't have the dynamic speed off the edge. Um, so he's probably going to project as more of a mid-round pick because of those limitations. But over the past two seasons, he's been a good contributor for Utah. Uh, he's a guy that's had, as a, as a freshman, he had uh, two sacks over six games. In 2017, he broke out, had seven sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 39 tackles three forced fumbles. Um, and as a junior, he had 51 tackles, eight sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles and three passes defended. So this is more of a projected guy that I think this is, might be where the Colts take an edge rusher. If they do take one at all, kind of the mid rounds, you know, cause you already have invested now multiple picks on the edge, the last two drafts. And so it makes sense for me, you know, if you want to add another guy just to, continue to build your depth, especially at the defensive end position. I can see them taking an A um, there, maybe third to fifth round. But Derek, what do you think about Bradley and A? Yeah, and A definitely spills late second, early third for me. Um, you mentioned it. The, the four nine three is that is <laughs> that's bad. That's um, good, yeah. It's kind of ironic that you know he actually was able to get a, the best of Trey Adams in one half because of his speed. Kind of crazy to think about that. Um, when you look at the numbers, which honestly are really good for somebody that supposedly has small, uh, a small stature and not great, uh, physical traits, uh, shows, it shows the kind of player you are when you can make those numbers, even when you're undersized and not as, uh, athletically gifted as some others, it shows the kind of player you are. And you're definitely a guy that, you know, plays really hard plays through every play, which again, that just spills Chris Ballard to you, doesn't it? Um, yeah. it, it makes sense that, yeah, you know, Ane is a guy that, you know, undersized, but goes out and makes plays regardless. And, and you're right. It does. This sounds like a Ben Banigou kind of player to me, not necessarily the most gifted guy in the world when it comes to uh, attributes of other guys, but plays really hard and just makes plays everywhere on the field and just gets those numbers. 
and you can't deny it, all the tackles for a loss, all the sacks that he gets, and the forced fumbles that he seems to get too. That that's really yeah. nice to see when uh you're looking at defensive ends because we know we mm-hmm. know a couple guys in Colts history who have been really good at uh strip that sacks. Strip sack and one. yeah, there's uh <laughs> there's a there's a guy that we'd be more than happy to continue to help Anae with his strip sack move if he wants to continue that, no question about it. I mean, they're pretty decent players, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're 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 decent. decent, You know, I mean, they they, they may not be the best defensive end combo that's ever played in the NFL, but, you know, that's that's just us. But a bit undersized, (laughs) right? Robert Math is coming out. Bit undersized. Dwight Freeney's same way. The fifth rounder, too. I mean, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, they they were all right, I guess. They were all right. Yeah. The franchise and sacks, whatever. Yeah, you know, it ain't that impressive. It's the Indianapolis Colts, right? That's right. That's <laughs> we don't right, get any love from anything. the national media anyway, so y'all can piss off. <laughs> By the way, shameless plug, check out our video on uh, the the Bleacher Report disrespecting Darius Leonard's name. I, I would highly recommend you check that one out. But yeah. sorry, back on topic. Yeah. Go ahead, Darius. Yeah, back on topic here. Let's get to another guy here that we have, uh, Kenny Willekes out of Michigan State. 6'3", 264 pounds. It's actually, I actually think he's smaller than that when it comes to his weight. Um, I think that number is a little high from the, the, from the combine and everything, but I think uh, 6'3 is about right. 31 and a half inch arms, almost 10 inch hands, ran a 4.87. So again, another great, uh, not great 40 time. Projected to be a third or fifth round guy. Um, so in 2019, Willickus had 78 tackles, 10 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles and a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, he is a solid edge rusher with a really good motor. He just didn't really impress anybody at the senior bowl or the combine. Um, listen, I, I, I'm a big 10 guy. Okay. And I know Kenny Willekes over the last few years has been a, I mean, there were people that were saying outside of chase young, uh, Willekes was one of the bigger playmaking defensive ends in the big 10, uh, you know, even over an AJ Epinesa and a Yatur Gross Matos, even though he was smaller than most of them, both of those guys. I mean, Willikus just is a guy that, again, just like a Bradley and a may not be the most gifted guy in, in the NFL or in college football for that matter, but he has a really high motor. He plays through every snap. He's, I would love this kind of scrappy defensive end edge rusher coming off the edge as a depth piece for the Colts. I, I like Kenny Willekes. I really do. I think his, mm-hmm. he might be smaller than your typical defensive end, but that dude plays hard. He has great hands. I would love to see this guy in an Indianapolis Colts uniform. If we're getting anywhere in the late third or, uh, or in the fourth round, I would love to see Kenny Willekes. What do you think, Cody? I would I would love it as well. He's a guy that I think if you're looking for a guy to replace Jabal Sheard, he's a pretty darn good one to do it. He's a guy that's solid run defender. He's a guy that I think one thing that could be kind of a knock on some of the Colts defensive ends was gap responsibility. That's a huge, huge thing, especially at the defensive end position, because if you don't maintain your gap and they and the running back's able to get the edge. I mean, you lose that play. Like I, I played defensive tackle, defensive end. I understand like 
that is a big no-no. You, you know, that was something our coaches always told us. Stay home. So stay in your gap. Don't get caught up by, you know, whatever you think is going to happen. Stay home. Stay in your gap. And he is a guy that does a great job at that on-run defense. He takes his responsibility as a gap guy, contain players seriously. And, you know, it seems like, especially, it seems like the Colts have been particularly pretty decent, actually, at stopping the run the last couple of years and adding a guy like Willikis is just great. And he also has, it's not like he's just simply a run defender. He's a guy that does a good job at pass rushing as well. Um, he's not, like you said, he's a little bit maybe undersized, but he's not a guy that you would say he's particularly bad at anything. I would say he's yeah pretty good at a lot of things. Um, he's a guy that's very disciplined. He's a guy that is super, super, unrelenting in his effort he's a guy that's going to yeah. give you 110 percent every single play Matt Eberflus would love that he, yep. he loves those type of players who no matter what the score is on the board he is going to keep playing his hardest until the, z- the zero zeros show up on the clock and he's just one of those guys he doesn't maybe have the best physical tools in the world but it doesn't mean that he can't still be a good player in the NFL um, he's a guy that is really has pretty good hand technique as well, which is huge for a defensive end. Um, a guy that um, he is flexible enough. I wouldn't say he's overly flexible, but he can get the job done. Um, and he's just a guy that is physical. But, you know, maybe one of the things that he could improve on coming into the leagues is getting a little bit stronger. And that's probably something that, uh, you know, that he can develop in the leagues. Um, but he's a guy that plays on effort. Um, he's a guy that if he gets a little bit stronger, he could be a really, really good disruptive defensive end in a four, three system. Um, probably playing on the strong side more than likely. Um, he's a guy that, uh, I, I like a lot. I think he's, um, uh, he's, he can be some, ver- I think, I feel like he could maybe play some versatile, versatile different positions in the NFL, but probably would stick, keep him at defensive end. Um, and I like him quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. That's kind of my take there on Willikis. Now moving on to our next guy here. Uh, yeah, Khalid Kareem, uh, 6'4", 265. Uh, he's out of Notre Dame, so I know Kareem pretty well. He's got 34.38 in charms. Uh, pretty darn big hands at 10.88. Uh, 40 time, 4.75. He's probably a third to fifth round pick, honestly. Um, but he's one of those guys that, you know, none of his numbers particularly – especially, you know, getting to the, getting to the passer don't really stand out to you, but he's a solid defender. Uh, he didn't particularly in 2019 stand out in any way. Uh, he had five and a half sacks, 46 tackles, three forced fumbles. So he wasn't bad, but he wasn't like double digit sack type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he, he's been good. He's been solid for the, for the Irish for a couple of years now. Um, and I would like him probably mid round guys where I'm thinking there for Kareem. Uh, Derek, what are you thinking about Khalid Kareem here? Well, I mean, I definitely enjoy the size, 6'4", 265 pounds with nearly 34 and a half inch arms and almost 11 inch hands. I mean, good Lord, that's a really good size. And 475 yeah. at 40 time, again, not great, but it was better than the last two guys that we talked about. Um, I just look at these numbers and I see a a guy that, you know, is not as much of a pass rusher, but is more of a a guy that's more of a run defender. And, you know, I mean, it's like a Jabal Sheard sort of aspect that we've been talking about, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see the 46 tackles and 
2019, five and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. Again, that's good. Always can appreciate when a defensive lineman forces fumbles. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you're not getting anything flashy with Khalid. You're just getting a solid guy that um, possesses some good upside. And, you know, again, with just the size of him, I mean, those arms are really long, hands are really big, and weight and height are really good there. I mean, just seems like a guy that you give a few years to uh, help tune his craft. He definitely has the size to be able to do such things. All right, so we're going to move on to another guy here. And I've seen Colt's Twitter talk about him a little bit. I don't remember who it was that I saw on Twitter mention his name first, but this is one we're going to go with here. Daryl Taylor out of Tennessee, 6'3", 259 pounds, 33-inch arms, 10-inch hands, ran a 4.74 or 4.7 basically. Another guy that's in that round three to five range. Uh, in 2019, Darrell Taylor had eight and a half sacks, a forced fumble, four passes batted down, and 46 tackles. Had a slow start to the season and then started getting really hot at the end of the season. Played well enough to get into the senior bowl. And he was solid, but didn't really impress anybody. He wasn't that great. Um, he had a breakout year uh, from 20. Uh, from 2018 to 2019. Um, I, I think one pe- one thing that people liked about Darrell Taylor is he's an athlete. I think I saw a video yeah. of him doing a, uh, doing something. I think he did like a double backflip or something in pads. I mean, this, this kid is just absolutely phenomenal of an athlete. So you look at 6'3", 259. Yeah, it's small, but his his arm length and his hand size are uh, proportionally good for somebody that's 6'3". But again, you get an athlete like that, somebody who you know has long arms. And they said he started getting hot at the end of the season. And if it only he had started doing better, he would be a guy that would be in the consideration for the top uh, five or six guys that could be in the deep, uh, the edge rushing category. So Darrell mm-hmm. Taylor definitely spills a wild card pick to me or a sleeper pick. What do you think, Cody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned it. He's a guy, great, great athlete. And as a result, I can see this guy being a Ballard guy. Honestly, he's a guy that has a lot of great physical tools. He's a guy that has super, he's super explosive, has great quickness off the line. Um, he's a guy that, you know, kind of similar to some of those guys we were talking about, <laughs> Robert Mathis, Dwight Farini. He's a guy that has that speed, you know, and he he's a guy that um, he has that natural athleticism, which I think is huge. He's a guy that can beat some of those bigger tackles in the league just simply off of speed. Um, and, you know, just adding more speed to this defensive line, I, I think it could be definitely a sleeper pick, especially just considering, like, all the physical raw tools that he has, if he can put them all together, he could be a very effective pass rusher. Now it's not to say like maybe he's not a guy that you take there super, super early, probably mid round guy for me, but Darrell Taylor. Yeah. is definitely a guy with, it's kind of like a, you take a risk on him and he could develop and he could be a star. Like he's, he's got that kind of physical tools. Um, but you know, just has to develop, continue to develop as a pass rusher. And, uh, mm-hmm. And not particularly a great run defender either. Uh, but, you know, the, the, those are things that I think um, strictly from a pass rush standpoint that that he can continue to develop in. Uh, and especially just with his size, it's just something where you look at that guy and you're like, 
we we believe that our defense, you know, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard and all them, they've wanted to get guys that can teach. You know, they want they wanted to get coaches that could teach players how to put it all together. And this is one of those guys that I could see you give it to their defensive line coach and you just say, Hey, look, we have this guy with all this athleticism, get, get, get everything you can out of him. And so for this one, for Darrell Taylor, he's a guy that you don't have to break the bank for. You don't have to use one of your second or even maybe even third round picks on. You can address the offense. He could be a sleeper guy that you could get fourth, fifth round. So I like Darrell Taylor there, probably mid-round guy for me. Uh, next guy on our list here, DJ Wanham. I think I said that right. 6'4", 254, 34-inch arms. He has pretty darn good, pretty pretty decent-sized hands at, at 10.38. 40 time of 4.73. Probably a third to fifth round guy. Uh, and he, you know, we talk about on this podcast, stats sometimes can be misleading. And this is one of those guys where I think that's very true of him. I think he played better, honestly, than his stats indicated as his, in his senior year. Uh, he's a guy that has four and a half sack, had four and a half sacks last year, an interception, had forced fumble, also 37 tackles. Uh, he played some, he played really, really well, um, especially early in the year. Um, and he was just one of those guys that has the speed and athleticism you're looking for on the edge. He was decent in the senior bowl, but he didn't have a huge week. Uh, but you know that maybe that could be kind of a catalyst to maybe him um, rising a little bit in the 2020 draft. But yeah, he's another guy similar to Darrell Taylor that could be maybe a lower, you know, mid to later round guy with a lot of upside. Uh, Derek, what are you thinking here on DJ Wanham? Yeah, I mean, you got six four, two fifty five, and then again, thirty four inch hand, uh, arms and ten and a half inch hands. I mean, that's just again another great athlete and with physical traits. Um, yeah, I mean, they they actually when South Carolina played against Georgia when they had that upset uh, for against Georgia this last year, um, he was one of the main parts in that and helping to keep that rushing attack from getting going uh, against the Gamecocks. So, you know, again, that's great. And he's got a good speed and athleticism off the edge. Um, you mentioned it, not having a great senior ball, um, you know, was and, you know, not having a great uh, anything else. So just kind of makes you think he's going to drop, um, again, the edge rush position. It's a little weird like that. But, yeah, again, another good athlete. Uh, somebody that's long has good instincts and can play the way he does. I'm more than happy with uh, DJ Wanham there. And now let's move to McTevin Aguim. Uh, and I think, yep, he's from the um, Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, 6'3, 307 pounds. We're starting to move into more of the defensive tackles position here mm-hmm. for you guys. Yeah, uh, 6'3, 307 pounds. 33 and a half inch arms, 10 inch hands ran a five second 40 time projected to be a fifth, six round guy. So a later round guy, uh, a game had 39 tackles in 2019 with five sacks and a forced fumble. Uh, people really kind of mention him as more of a tweener tackle slash. And uh, he's, you know, he's not got the greatest athleticism, but he's got suddenness to him where he can just make good decisions at the line. He had a good uh, week at the senior bowl. Wasn't too bad. 
2018 had four and a half sacks with 45 tackles, 10 tackles for a loss, three forced fumbles, and one pass batted down. So, you know, he does he does total around four and a half, five sacks a year and does get those tackles for a loss. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely another guy that, you know, can clog the middle but has some kind of uh, pass rushing ability. So that could be another potential option, a defensive tackle later in the draft if Ballard is feeling himself on that one. Mm-hmm. He's a guy, yeah, that is great at gap penetration. I mean, he's a little bit bigger. He's a guy that has tremendous burst right off the right off the go, right off the snap. Um, he's a guy that I think if he shoots the gap, he can be really quick and really effective. Um, he's a guy that um, – yeah, he he. I mean, he he's just a guy like you mentioned. He can be a little bit position flexible. Um, maybe he could develop into the five technique, or maybe you mentioned maybe even the end roll a little bit. It really depends what the Colts want to do. I feel like they have kind of a log jam there at defensive end, um, especially you know if you look at Tyquan Lewis. Maybe he shifts out to end a little bit more this year, kind of gets some reps there. Uh, but he's a guy that can kind of play a few different positions, which I think is intriguing. And you're not going to get him. You know, you're not going to have to get him in an early round. Like you mentioned, he's more of a late round guy, probably. Uh, he's a really gifted athlete. He's pretty flexible in terms of how big he is. Um, he has pretty decent pad level, which I think is good. Um, he's a guy that um, just needs to continue to develop his pass rush, you know, moves and counter moves. Uh, but he's a guy that's a natural athlete. He, he screams Ballard pick to me because he's a guy that has a lot of the physical tools. He's not going to have to start, get thrown into the fire right away, but he's a guy that could definitely beef up that defensive interior, and he's a guy that can play multiple positions for you in a pinch. So uh, I like I like Aguim here, um, especially as a late-round guy. Now moving on to our next interior defensive lineman, we have Devon Hamilton. Um, Devon Hamilton, he's a guy that was Ohio State guy, so you know him very well, Derek, 6'3", <laughs> yes, 327. So he's he's bigger, a lot bigger actually. He's got 20 pounds there on on a game. Uh, he's a guy that has 32, almost 33 inch hands. Uh, 9.88, or I'm sorry, arms. Yeah, make sure and you get that one right. Hands. Don't want people uh, yeah. don't want people thinking oh, that he's got the most massive hands in the world. <laughs> Those are big <laughs> hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 40 times 5.14. So I mean, defensive tackle. All things considered, it's not the fastest in the world, but it's also, you know, it's, it's all right. Uh, he was, but for Ohio State, man, he was dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> as an interior pass rusher. And we know how poor the Colts' interior pressure was last year. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I know they added DeForest Buckner. They added Sheldon Day. So maybe this wouldn't, you wouldn't need a guy like Hamilton. But I, I look at him as a guy you get third to fifth round. Uh, could be mm-hmm. a rotational backup for you. Is a guy that uh, you know. Ohio State seems like they're loaded in every position every year. Yeah, it was the same here at defensive tackle. <laughs> uh, it was so loaded in that defensive line. Uh, you know, maybe it took him some. T- it took him some time to earn some playing time with a lot of the older guys ahead of him. All the all the talent they had there. But you know, he had a, he had an invitation to the Senior Bowl. Had a pretty good week of practice there. Uh, Derek, I'm not going to say a lot about this guy because you know him in and out. But I like Devon Hamilton and his upside as a defensive tackle interior guy for the Colts mid-round. What do you think about Hamilton? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I really, really, really like Hamilton. I mean, the dude is phenomenal. Um, 
He's got, it's kind of funny to think he had six sacks when I honestly felt like he had more than that when you looked at it, but obviously um, didn't have that many. I mean, everyone kind of talks about, you know, Chase Young having the 16 sacks, but um, yeah, I mean, Devon Hamilton always seemed to be that guy that always got the first hit on the quarterback in the beginning of the game. It wasn't Chase Young. It was Devon Hamilton that at the beginning of every game was always the first one to hit the quarterback, whether that was uh, for a sack or it was just a hit as he was throwing. But Devon Hamilton does have a good pass rush. Now, he doesn't have a whole lot of moves. He's not a great traditional uh, gap shooter, but he is powerful. Dude is very, very, very strong. And... I mean, when you can have a guy that can move those offensive linemen up front, uh, again, it's always good to get an additional defensive tackle there. If Ballard really is feeling Devon Hamilton's style, I mean, you saw it in Senior Bowl. Devon Hamilton took one guy with a strong right and literally backed the guard up with one arm and threw him on the ground five yards back. I mean... That's how strong Dang. this guy is. He's he's got a very powerful punch. Uh, he's got good uh, good movement right off the ball. Um, again, it's he's not a, something to you know gawk over, but he's definitely a guy that you know, if given some time, he's he's a guy that can be a starter in the NFL in a year or two, given a little bit of practice, because he's definitely got the power to do so. All right move on to Mm -hmm. Khalil Davis, a six foot two, 308 pounds, 31 and a half inch arms, 9.75 inch hands, 4.82 40 time. Davis in 2019 had a a fast 40 time at the combine. And people started to notice that Um, coming off a productive year where he had 44 tackles, eight sacks and a pass broken up. Uh, He actually had 41 tackles and three sacks as a junior but most people, you know, will have him as a day three kind of guy because, you know, again, the the production's not, you know, amazing. There does have a good uh, list of tackles, but um, not much of a, a pressure guy, at least uh, as a junior. He did have eight sacks, so uh, not too bad there. Uh, four eight two for a defensive tackle, especially a guy that's three hundred and eight pounds, certainly does make. Uh, make you really like someone like him but you know again 31 and a half inch arms not super great so you know you could see a guy that's a late third uh fourth round guy potentially um what do you think cody of khalil davis here yeah you mentioned it the lack of length is probably gonna scare some teams off he's a guy that uh will (laughs) probably honestly just because of his he's not the longest guy in the world he's probably gonna get beat a lot of times just because people are longer than him but he's a guy that i think um he's he's pretty quick he you know he's a little bit undersized like you mentioned uh he's got a good first step which i think is important um but you know he's just not overall he's not great at anything in terms of length i mean he's explosive but you know he's probably not going to project into being a starter down the road uh just simply because of his length, you know, that will scare some teams off again to totally be wrong here. 
but he's just a guy that does, you know he has some some ability as a pass rusher but um, overall I probably yeah would not see him projecting super well at least at the one technique but you know maybe if he continues to develop his technique a little bit he could be a guy that's that could be an effective player in situation more of a situational pass rusher type of guy in the interior but yeah he's probably a guy that that's going to go a little bit I don't know, probably just more a rotational guy in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has good first steps, so he could be effective on some certain situations. But, yeah, overall, probably not a guy, maybe not a guy that would be on Ballard's radar in terms of what he's typically looking for in terms of defensive linemen. But, um, you know, maybe if you get him in the later rounds, he could be a good rotational piece for you there. But I guess that's my take there on him, on Davis there. So, um, okay, so moving on now, next guy here, uh, Darian Daniels. 6'3", uh, 311 pounds, 33.75-inch arms, 9.13-inch hands, 40 time of 5.18. Probably a later-round guy, honestly, a uh, guy out of Nebraska. He played at Oklahoma State, transferred to Nebraska. Uh, his best season was actually in 2017. He had 26 tackles and a half sack. Uh, he's a guy that um, was on NFL team's preseason watch list. Uh, he could potentially, yeah, they thought he could potentially be a guy that they could pick in the back half of the NFL draft or maybe an undrafted free agent. That's probably what will happen here with him. Um, you know, not a lot about him. You know, 20, 20, 20, 2019, um, he was okay. He was at 34 tackles, one and a half sacks, interception. Uh, Derek, I don't know a lot about Darian Daniels, you know, because he's just a later round guy. What do you thought? What are your thoughts here on him? Yeah. Um, one thing I definitely thought about uh, mentioning his name because um, our friend Zach Hicks uh, actually got a sit down interview with Darian Daniels uh, at the senior bowl. So if y'all haven't seen that, be sure to go check that out. I think Zach has that link um, in YouTube somewhere. We'll have to probably try to find that and see if we can put that in the description. Um, it's a good find. Uh, Darian Daniels is definitely a really funny guy to listen to. So uh, definitely a good conversationalist, but yeah, again, it's six, three, uh, 311 pounds, a good size, 30, almost 34 inch arms. He's got good size for the position. That's the thing. He's got good size, 34 tackles and one and a half sacks for the corn Huskers in 2019 plus an interception. Uh, he actually worked out pretty well at the combine too. So, you know, a five, two guy, you know, it's, a guy that's got good size for the position it may just doesn't have the production to really back it up. But, you know, again, Nebraska's just had some rough, uh, had some rough edges when it came to their defense. They got, they got smoked so much over the last two years. So it doesn't surprise me at all, but uh, Darian Daniels yeah. can be a guy that, you know, just with the size of him just is enough to be appealing to say it later in the, later in the draft, He's definitely somebody that you can look at. All right, last guy that we have here to mention, that's Rashard Lawrence. Uh, six foot two, 308 pounds, 34, uh, almost, yeah, 33 uh, and a half inch arms, 11 inch hands, massive hands here, 40 time of a 5.07. A guy that a lot of people said is going to be a third rounder, third or fourth rounder. So, 2019, Lawrence had 28 tackles, two and a half sacks, three passes defended. Had a good game against Alabama when LSU went to face them. He got a lot of pressure on Tua and in the backfield as well. 
Um, had some really good games in his career. Had a good game against Auburn in 2018 when they pulled off that tough road upset. Um, he's mainly just a just he's a disruptor at the line of scrimmage. He just has size and athleticism to be able to get into the backfield and just cause the play to be just destroyed before it even gets started. Um, he's just not consistent. That's the issue. He's got the uh, the size and the ability to do that. And he shows up in big games. He's just not consistent right now. So that's why you're seeing him in the third, fourth round kind of potential here. Just a guy that has that just isn't consistent enough with it. Look for him to try to gain some consistency. And that could be a good guy to get in that third, fourth round for a depth piece right now. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a guy that has really strong hands. Uh, he's a guy that maybe you know he has doesn't have the longest hands but he has good you know he has good technique which i think is huge um he's a guy that um yeah he he's a guy that i think is very tough a tough guy uh definitely mentioned third to fifth round uh he doesn't have that length particularly to be particularly great but um he i think he can be a guy that can project maybe to be a b gap guy uh maybe he even one technique type guy one of those guys um but yeah, I mean, overall, he he's a guy that I think has to continue to develop a little bit. Um, he's a guy that doesn't have a great, you know, similar to a lot of these guys, great pass rush moves and counter moves and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, overall, I think that he's a guy that um, could definitely just be a good addition to this defensive tackle group. Uh, just be a guy, yeah, that that continues to develop his craft. Uh, he's not, you know, he's 6'2", so he's not the biggest guy in the world, but could be a guy that kind of move around that defensive interior. Uh, I wouldn't mind Lawrence, Lawrence there, third to fifth round, probably more so fourth or fifth round guy to me. But yeah, that that I think that does it then, Derek, for mm-hmm. our look here at the edge and interior defensive line. So yeah, there was a lot of guys we covered. I believe we covered around 12 guys. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of other guys that we probably didn't mention that some people will say, why didn't you talk about him or talk about them? We'd love to hear who you guys think could potentially be fifth with the Colts. There's a lot of guys like we mentioned, and if we did every single prospect, we'd be here for four or five hours. Yeah, we'd be here for a while because there's a lot of edge guys late in the draft that probably could make a lot of sense for uh, Chris Ballard. So, And I would encourage everyone to go check out Zach Hicks's uh, opinions on the edge rushers because there's been a lot of guys he's mentioned – um, especially Derek Tuska from NDSU uh, that he's yes. talked to and he's done a lot of. And we mentioned Darian Daniels. Like I said, there's a bunch of guys that he feels that could make really good impacts for the Colts. And if the Colts end up taking one of those two guys, then I'm I'm immediately going to uh, have – I'm going to have to make a phone call to Zach and tell him he needs to be our draft expert on this podcast for the rest of his life. Um, so yeah, but, um, yeah, like you said, we, we've been doing a lot of this content. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um, it's just been a lot for us and, um, a lot of great prospects here. So yeah, like Cody said, leave a comment down below and who you think could potentially be there. Um, I know I'll read them. Uh, so be sure to let me know what you guys think and we can have a debate on that. Yeah, definitely. And for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much for your support and go Colts.